Support for Another Round comes from August, a new kind of consulting company that helps organizations realize their potential to make a meaningful dent in the world. Interested in doing this work? Drop them a line today at www.og.co slash another round. That's A-U-G dot C-O slash another round. Hi, everyone. I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. It's our birthday! We're turning one! Aw, our babies. What, walking? What happens when you turn one? You walk, you get into stuff, you learn Um, how to say no. Maybe some object permanence. (laughs) (laughs) But I think they're still pretty taken by peekaboo at that age. Oh, you know how I feel about (laughs) peekaboo. It's a cruel game. (laughs) Tracy, I can't believe it's been one year. How are we celebrating? What's up with the show today? So we're going to talk a little bit about some things we've learned Mm -hmm. in this year. I feel like I've learned so much. Oh my gosh. We're going to interview uh, our producers. What? Pod Hello squad. from the other side. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we're going to hear from some past guests. Mm-hmm. And then we have a very, very, very special guest. Is it Tom Hanks? Uh, I don't want to get your hopes up. It's not young Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I can't wait to see who it is. I'm excited. I'm so excited. So let's jump right into the reflection and things that we have learned. It's been a long year, but it's also been a very short year. Mm -hmm. I still can't believe that I'm doing this and getting paid for it. (laughs) It's wild. I feel like I really learned a lot. And one of the things I've learned is like the way we live is sometimes very different from others. For Mm. example, I really think this year I I internalized how much white people need a lotion intervention. (laughs) I did not realize it was this bad. The state of our nation is weak and ashy. (laughs) It's not good. So I feel like we should be making more PSAs. Teaching the children when they're young. Do you remember that guy we talked to? And he was like, yeah, sometimes when I get out of the shower, my skin gets really dry. <laughs> oh, sir, this called being ashy. It happens to everybody. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, that's just a special disease I have. <laughs> and he was like embarrassed about it. Like he was whispering and stuff. Yeah, it's like, bro, get lotion. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's an important lesson. A thing that I have learned is that white people love to tell us that they're white when they send us letters. <laughs> Why well, got here? I, <laughs> I really think it's the cutest thing. <laughs> and they have such a huge awareness of like the show not being created for them, which I love. Yeah, you gotta teach them while they're young or old. <laughs> right, right. But the line after that is, but I love the show anyway, which is mm. empirical proof yeah. that you can identify white folks with something that does not look like or sound like you. <laughs> it's doable. It's possible. And our amazing In listeners fact, are will probably be better. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing that I've learned. I feel like one of the things interviewing a lot of people has taught me is that one of the most powerful things you can do as a human is listen. Mm. And I feel like we've listened to a lot of people's stories, a lot of people's testimonies. Like bearing witness to people's trauma is important. Mm-hmm. But even if it's not trauma, there are very few people in this world who probably make you feel heard. And sometimes people just need for somebody to say, I see you or I right. hear you. Because otherwise you just feel like... 
She oh watched God, Black I'm Mirror. I'm already about to start fucking crying. It's this okay. Is... <laughs> There's tissue. There's no tissue. Not gonna oh, no. make it. <laughs> but um, have you seen Black Mirror? Yes. Oh my God. You know the the episode where like they're living in this world where you can like block somebody out of your life and they just appear as like this blank mm. staticky mass. Yeah. If no one ever says, "Hey, I see you" or "I hear you," that's what it feels like. Mm. You know, you're just like walking around other people's realities, wondering why you don't have your own word. Oh my God, Tracy. Oh, it's <laughs> okay, so powerful. Girl. Yeah, and it feels really good to be able to do that for people. Yes. Um. What's another thing that I learned? I learned that I can maybe talk good a little bit. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I've learned a lot about myself doing this show. And when I was younger, I was uncomfortably shy. Like, I was so quiet, it would make other people in the room uncomfortable. <laughs> I guess it comes from, like, having, like, an anxious, panicky brain or whatever. Like, when it's time for me to speak, like, all of my neurons are like, don't say something stupid. Say all of these things. All of these are good choices. Mm. And then I end up saying the one thing that I want to not say, mm. which is why I always gravitated toward writing, because writing, you can backspace, you can erase, Word. and you don't have to present this thing that you want to say to somebody until you're sure you have it right. I never felt like a good speaker. And here's my black ass speaking <laughs> for a living. Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you don't know that you can do a thing until you wake up one day and you're doing it. Oh, my God. You talk great, girl. Thank you. I, I feel like I had a similar journey, um, not necessarily about speaking, but just in general, being in front of people, like mm-hmm. the host role, whatever. Right. Because I never, I always saw myself as a behind the scenes person. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking this started from a uh, <laughs> a Wikipedia wormhole. I was I was looking up tickling. <laughs> mm. There are some people who are not ticklish, and there yeah. are some people who are. And I don't so- trust people who aren't ticklish. <laughs> Wait, are you ticklish? <laughs> I am. But okay, good. I, I think that's a pretty good, <laughs> a pretty good motto. <laughs> Don't trust them. <laughs> but I was just thinking a lot about how, can you can you surprise yourself? Like, can you tickle yourself? Uh huh. That requires an element of surprise, I think. Right. All of that is to say, <laughs> I was thinking a lot about when are times in your life that you've surprised yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Imani, hey girl. Hey girl. One of the things she taught me is that you can surprise yourself and rise to the occasion. Mm. So I never thought I'd be a host. I never thought I'd do it weekly. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd even share an ounce of personal things about myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, I never thought I'd be interviewing Hillary Clinton. Right. I didn't feel weird about it. I just rose to the occasion. Yeah. It felt good. You killed it. What? On a similar note, I've also learned, this is the first time I've ever said this, like, out loud. Oh, my God. Or, like, even, like, typed it. I've never, like, fully acknowledged it because, like, it 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 pokes the my inner shy girl. Mm. But I really like being in front of people and performing. Oh, my God. You're so good at it. It's so weird to be here right now. Like, I talk a lot about how, like, I'm just a completely different person since, like, getting treated for my anxiety. But, y'all, I'm a really Mm. different person. And I can remember being in the 12th grade and I had to read a report that I wrote. I was already a cocky writer, so I knew it was going to be good. But I was still. (laughs) I can't correct. (laughs) Right. But I was just. uh, And I volunteered to go first because it's my mom's advice to just go first and get it over with. Mm. And so I did, but I was so nervous that, like, the paper was, like, shaking. Aww. And, like, my knees were shaking. And I was like, I just want this to be over with. And now here I am, nearly 34 years old, like, on stage in front of hundreds of people, enjoying being the center of attention. Mm. I have also learned how my vulnerability can strengthen other people. Oh, I'm going to start crying. It's okay, girl. Oh, it's my okay. God. I get so much good feedback. 
and just really, really nice letters, sometimes like cards from people saying mm. thank you for opening up because it makes me feel less crazy or alone or like mm. I've been able to talk about my own struggle. And it's made it worth it. It's really made it worth it. I don't know. Like, again, I don't know why I'm able to do it. <laughs> sometimes I, I feel like I should scale it back some, but I'm just like, I can't. Word. Mm -hmm. Another thing I've learned is that the genre of music that's basically like pump up music mm -hmm. is very important. <laughs> like I get now why like football players are always blasting music in their room before yeah, like man. a game, mm -hmm. you know? We have our own pump up jams. We do. <laughs> Beyonce. Much Beyonce. <laughs> I have to pump myself up to come and sit down in a seat for two hours. Right. <laughs> like you're out here. Beyonce be on stage, like <laughs> dropping it low and picking it up and just like I cannot imagine. Yeah. Can't imagine. So we are we have our own eight miles. <laughs> our mom's spaghetti sweaty. <laughs> sweaty spaghetti. I have learned that it is possible to not hate your job. Whoa. I legitimately thought growing up, you go to college so you can get a job that doesn't suck as much as the job that you would get if you didn't go to college. Mm. And you spend eight hours of your life doing something that you don't want to do, but you do it because you have to. And then you retire and you die. Word. I really thought that. But I really like my job. And a big part of liking this job is liking the people that I work with. I love y'all. It's so strange to like want to hang out with your coworkers after work. <laughs> I know. I've never, I've never, <laughs> I have never been like, I just spent eight hours with you. Let's go spend three more. Are you kidding me? <laughs> never. Nope. This is a reality though. It's, it's, it's possible. Word. I'm still surprised. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to that, I, I feel like I've learned how to be better at like letting people who are behind the scenes know that their work is appreciated mm. or like learning to be better at that mm -hmm. because there's so much invisible labor in what we do. Oh my God. And it's always like, I'm always trying to make sure people understand that this show is not a show unless our producers are there. Absolutely. The show is definitely not just the if two it of was, us. If it was just the two of us, Can it you imagine? would be trash. It would be <laughs> us standing on the street, street corner with a megaphone, yeah. maybe a megaphone. Just yelling. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I, I feel like in every conversation I'm in, I make a point to say, like, but you really don't understand what the producers mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah, like when we, even on our longest days, when we leave the office, like, Eleanor is still there. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, how? how? This is why I printed out, you have as many hours in the day as Eleanor mm -hmm. Kagan. You do. No excuses, it's ma'am. True. It's true. None. She's going to try to cut this, mama. Make her not. <laughs> no. <laughs> So another thing that I've learned is that bravery is rewarded. Mm. Like stepping outside yourself and pushing yourself to do things that you don't want to do or don't think that you can do. You get good returns on it in some way. I mean, it may not be like a million dollars, but just <laughs> knowing that you've done something that you didn't think was in your realm of possibility. Mm. Feels good. It inspires other people. It's dope. I've learned that Hillary Clinton's team can probably find you anything in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we forgot our liquor. Mm -hmm. We were in this very heavily secured like Iowa town hall. Secure. Yeah. And Jenna's out here like calling liquor stores. <laughs> Is this the liquor store? <laughs> Do you deliver? <laughs> so we fucked up. Yeah, we did. We and did. then Team Hillary was like, just wait a second. <laughs> and someone went to the hotel next door, mm -hmm. brought two glasses of whiskey so that we could do our show properly. From the hotel bar. They can uh, do anything. Other quick random things that I learned. Marlon Wayans smells really good. Mm -hmm. They apparently let you 
bring whiskey to the White House. <laughs> Which is a thing that we did. Which is a thing that we did. <laughs> we should not drink liquor straight in the studio. Ever. We learned that the hard way. And like one of the most important things I learned this year is how to say no. Mm, preach on that for a minute. And how to prioritize your sanity. Oh my gosh. That is a wonderful note to end on because I'm still learning it, I think. Mm. But the fact that I'm actively working on learning it word means that I'm already better off than I was a year ago. Yes, so that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Look at me growing. Look at you growing. <laughs> oh, Tracy, we grow together. Happy birthday, girl. Oh. Hey, this is Adrian Keen, Dr. Native Approps, and since being on another round, I was able to secure blog sponsorship from Uncle Jed's, purveyor of fine squirrel traps and squirrel trap accessories. It's really helping pay the bills. <laughs> but for real though, my time on the show meant so much and has brought such good to my life. I will truly be forever grateful, and y'all have made me the cool prof on campus here at Brown. What oh, thanks. My name is Aparna Nancharla, and after I did the Another Round podcast, I got to go to Hawaii for free. I wrote the great American novel twice, and I learned how to make a mean bisque. And it's all thanks to Another Round. Heaven and Tracy, you're the best! Another Round is the coconut oil of my life. After listening to Another Round, my skin got my moisturized, my hair grew longer, my butt got bigger, my selfies got better, and my white boyfriend started listening to Kanye West. 10 out of 10, would recommend. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that glow up. That's beautiful. That last one was from Jasmine Hughes, whose butt is now bigger, and now her boyfriend listens to Kanye West. Listen, thanks you to welcome, Kanye's work at Plant. I'm the envy of all my friends. Yeah, I put me a bottle of it. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Jasmine. We love you, girl. Okay, so at the end of every show, you guys hear credits and you hear the producers behind the show, the invisible labor you don't see. But I feel, I still feel like people don't really know how much is being done and who's doing not it. Not at all. Not at all. So today we want to take a little time to make sure you guys get to know our producers. Yes. Get to know their personalities. <laughs> and what they do. And what they actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Basics. Um, I'm so excited, though. They're never on this side of the mic. They're so, so nervous. I'm so excited. So cute. First, let's talk to Jenna Weiss Berman. Who is Jenna Weiss Berman? Oh, my God. Who isn't she? She's our mom. She's our pop mom. <laughs> she's a woman of many identities, many secret identities. <laughs> you know, she used to be like a DJ. Pretty much. She sings like a like a, like a a songbird. She and she's nice also voice. the head of audio at BuzzFeed. <laughs> that, too. Literally, without her, this podcast would not be here. Facts. So Jenna's job is to think about the big picture, which is helpful to us because neither of us can, like, think past tomorrow i take it an hour at a time <laughs> an hour at a time um and when we were thinking of ideas for the show we were just like hey we just came up with all these weird segment names she's like yeah do it sure it's gonna be great and she's been leading us ever since i'm thrilled and honored to welcome our producer our pod mom jenna weiss berman into the studio on the other side of the glass to join me for Tracy's Animal She's Corner. She's thrilled. Yay! <laughs> Jenna's so excited to be on the other side of the mic. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Wait, isn't it called Jenna's Animal Corner? If no. I'm... Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're no. a guest. Don't so, oh, my God. I am so sorry. 
Period. Columbus, my animal corner. <laughs> Ladies. I already live here. You can't just sail over and discover it. <laughs> no. I'm actually sort of doing a combination of segments today because in order to speak into the microphone and get myself brave enough for that, I got very drunk. Yes. Nice. So it's sort of like a drunken animal corner. Yes. <laughs> What's the animal in the hot seat? Okay. So as you know, I was recently on a honeymoon oh. in Hawaii. Studio oh. oh. <laughs> <the> audience. <laughs> and right, I, right. I kept seeing this animal darting across the street that I thought was a squirrel. Mm-hmm. And it was so hideously ugly. Oh, my God. That I was like, I kept thinking like, oh, my God, if Tracy thinks that the squirrels in New York are bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> she should see these Hawaiian squirrels. They're fucking hideous. <laughs> and they're like four times the size. And they have tails that are like longer than their bodies. That and they almost, have like really ooh. sharp teeth, too, right? Like Sharp little teeth. Yeah, little heads, big bodies, and huge, <laughs> thick tails. Yeah. Jesus it's Christ. disgusting. It's a rodent. And uh-huh. um, I figured out that it was not a squirrel. It's something <laughs> called a small Asian mongoose. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, the fuck is a mongoose? <laughs> They're an invasive species. So what happened? Let me give you a little history on the... Um, <laughs> school us. School us small on the Asian mongoose. Mo- yeah. So this is the history of the small Asian mongoose, specifically in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So in 1883, someone who owned a sugar plantation had the brilliant idea. I've heard that throughout history, people who own plantations haven't always had the best ideas. Um, so this, this might be one of those times. Uh, so some not very smart person who owned a sugar plantation who that had a lot of rats running around mm-hmm. thought it would be a good idea to bring in these mongooses from, from Asia. Mongooses? I know they should be called mongies. Mongies. But they're not. They're called mongooses. No. Mm. No. Plural. Doesn't mm. make any sense. I think sense. collectively we can reject that. Yeah, nothing yeah. about them makes sense. They're, they're going to be mongies from now on. Um, they were, so they're, now they're called an invasive species because they were not native to Hawaii. Mm. They brought them in to get rid of the rats. Hmm. But the problem was they got there and they remembered that mongooses are daytime creatures. They sleep at night. Oh, and rats snap. are nocturnal. nocturnal. Yeah. Oh, what That's a some dummy. Basic yeah. shit there. So they had opposing <laughs> sleeping schedules. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. Dumbass. Come on, Carl. So they literally, it. not one mongoose has ever killed one rat <laughs> in Hawaii. And I'm just going to tell you a few things about mongooses and how disgusting they are. Cause not only do they like eat all of the like native creatures there, except rats who they're not interested <laughs> in. They eat like all the cute birds, you know, they oh, eat birds. yeah, they eat birds, they eat bugs. Like they eat like all this pretty shit that's on oh, Hawaii. No. This is from the Hawaiian star. Okay. So in 1911, the Hawaiian star reported that mongooses were stealing eggs <laughs> Um, from like hens in the area. Mm-hmm. This is fucking true. <laughs> oh my god! A mongoose would spit at a hen's face, <gasps> enraging the hen into a fit. <laughs> then, then the mongoose would swipe an egg. In another incident, so they fucking spit in the faces. That is rude. Of mothers, wow. you get beat up on reality shows for <laughs> yeah. spitting in people's Isn't faces. So or rude. At least have a drink thrown in your face. Right. Yes. <laughs> Spit in your face and then steal this thing that maybe could be your baby someday. Right. Yeah. Mm, They're wilding in these streets. Wilding. In another incident, a lady noticed eggs kept disappearing from her hen house. To investigate, she hid herself in the (laughs) hen house. Wait, but listen to what she observed. (laughs) You found yourself. 
like tar and feather herself to look like one of the hens. Like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we lost heaven. Heaven's gone. Oh my okay, god! Okay. So she I hid in the hen house. She disguised herself as a hen. <laughs> okay. She hid herself in the hen house and she watched as a mongoose whistled. <gasps> which fascinated the hen. Apparently, hens really like whistling. They like to be kept. They would love me because I love whistling. You whistle like a pajaro. What is that? In Spanish for bird. <laughs> so glad you asked. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my God. Of course it is. Um, okay, and then the mongoose swiped the eggs with an egg in both its mouth and mm. tail. They Dang. can take, they steal the t- eggs on their disgusting Ooh. long tails that curl <laughs> and oh hold the eggs. That's and they fucking, nice though. yeah, they whistle to distract the hen. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. It's fascinating though. So they sound pretty smart. They are, they're smart they're and they're terrible. They're out here. Yeah. Swiper no- <laughs> Wait, is Swiper a mongoose? Whoa. Yo. Hold on, hold on. Wait, who is Swiper? From Dora the Explorer. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't watch that that program. (laughs) No, he's a fox. Damn. You at home should should Google Asian mongoose fangs and then you'll be fucking (laughs) freaked out. And I just want to say that my, my whole point was that they are so much more disgusting than squirrels, which you really Absolutely. But don't they like eat cobras? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google mongoose. No, <laughs> no. Google mongoose and cobra. No, I won't. So the picture is of a mongoose battling a cobra, <laughs> like Mortal Kombat style, right? In case you're not familiar with cobras, the motherfuckers will kill you. They Wait, but will is it because you. the cobra is trying to eat the mongoose and the mongoose is defending itself, or the other way around? According to Wikipedia, which is not a solid reference for anything. <laughs> uh huh. The Indian gray mongoose and others are well known for their ability to fight and kill venomous snakes, particularly cobras. Okay. When you consider that, this little bitty ass mongoose fighting an animal with like fangs and like they even got like they can jump, they got hang time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's they kind do of impressive, right? <laughs> yeah. Hang time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm going to posit this. Positive, uh, positive. <laughs> I'm going to posit that mongoose are a symbol of strength, bravery, and tenacity. <laughs> Why are you positing you this? Figure? What is the evidence? Because they fight cobras. <laughs> they eat poisonous cobras. What do you mean? Or they could just be stupid. No. They, they could. Tracy, you like to um, sometimes talk about whether or not something I has do. a soul. So I have what a spreadsheet. Your... I need to update it. Yeah, what's your take on the mongoose? Does it mm-hmm. have a soul? Mongoose definitely have souls. They do. Wow. They do. I thought you would hate this animal because it's like... You know what? Like, I don't hate mongoose. It's like a way grosser squirrel. I... Large. Larger. See, I think that squirrels don't even deserve to be considered on the same plane oh as my god that can fight a cobra you put a you cobra ain't even in a box with a squirrel squirrel's done put a cobra in a box with the mongoose mongoose might come out on top i'm gonna do some more research but i might be into mongooses i was wrong tracy loves mongoose <laughs> but i respect your distaste for them they do they do look like not nice yeah, they spit in faces of That's rude. And you know how I hens. feel about chickens. Okay, I would like to revise my, my point because I cannot endorse <laughs> anything that's going to spit in a chicken's face. Exactly. That's rude. You're right. Okay. Fuck mongooses. This has been Animal Corner. <laughs> Jenna's out. <laughs> Jenna out. Yay! Woo! They're like,
like the pettiest members of the hey, animal stop. kingdom. <laughs> Tell me, look at that chicken. <laughs> he think he cute. I'm gonna spit at him. I'm gonna spit. Hi, this is Margaret Cho, and I want to say thank you to another round, and I love you, and here's to many, many more years of great shows and great insight and fighting the power. Hi, Heaven. Hi, Tracy. This is Shirlane, First Lady of New York City. Yes, you're flow nice. I'm calling to congratulate you and the whole pod squad on one year of brilliant podcasting. Another round is profoundly affirming, does not sugarcoat the realities of being a woman of color, and y'all know how to have some serious fun while doing it. Kiara and I are huge fans, and we are so ready for year two. Congratulations! This is comedian Yasser Lester, and ever since I appeared on Another Round with Heaven and Tracy, I've gotten unlimited Uber promo codes, a new leather jacket, and wait, why am I doing this? Y'all have had actual famous people on the show. You had Melissa Harris Perry and Hillary Clinton. Like, this seems wild that anybody's even listening to this portion of the show. Anyway, I love you, Heaven. I love you, Tracy. Y'all are the best. You're magical. And happy anniversary on your show. Support for Another Round comes from August, a new kind of consulting company that's starting a revolution in the way organizations work, from helping leaders embrace change to building work cultures where people act like people and not business robots. Which brings us to a little thing we like to call the corporate jargon drinking game. The rules are simple. I'll present Tracy with a particularly weird or stupid piece of office jargon, and she'll have to guess what it means. If she loses, she drinks... All right, Tracy, you ready for this? Born ready. The piece of office jargon you must translate today is FUBAR. All right, let's break this down. FOMO is fear (laughs) of missing out. Okay. FUBU (laughs) means for us by us. You're just listing acronyms. (laughs) (laughs) FROYO (laughs) is short for frozen yogurt. Ergo, and furthermore. All right. (laughs) I have no idea what this means. (laughs) Fubar? It means fucked up beyond all repair. What? AKA out of working order, seriously, perhaps irreparably damaged. Well, okay. It's time to drink. Nobody knows. Nope. Nobody says Fubar. I'm going on the record. If you're passionate about revolutionizing the way companies operate and love to geek out about things like the future of work and what makes teams awesome, get in touch with August, a consulting firm for the 21st century. Learn more at aug.co slash another round. That's A-U-G dot C-O slash another round. So you've met one of our pod moms and now you get to meet our other pod mom, Miss Eleanor Kagan, who literally like leads us by the hand throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the head producer on the show, which means she's involved in like every single every part single of it. thing, booking guests, editing the episodes. Every time you tweet us and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I love how you left all these silences in this episode," she's or, the one that thinks of the art of this. Yeah, and like the way that it actually sounds when y'all are like, "I love that you leave this sound of the tinkling ice in the episode." <laughs> we didn't do that. That was I didn't even think to add nice touches like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> all the all the genius that you actually hear, yeah, comes from her. Everything from the idea stage to like the final final cut, mm-hmm. and also just like seriously leading us 
by the hand through the office like don't forget you have this meeting today real pod mom <laughs> actual <laughs> literal honey you've got something on your nose you might want to get that thanks mom <laughs> oh man has that happened <laughs> you know what i wouldn't be surprised if it did i would not <laughs> all right eleanor kagan everyone Yay! the one and only oh my gosh her outfit looks so good it she always does looks so good. she's so well dressed how does she mix all the prints <laughs> and she looks so great <laughs> hi guys welcome to welcome the show, to the show. <laughs> i'm so excited that people get to meet y'all this I know. is really surreal because i'm looking at you from inside the stewed as opposed to from the other side of the glass right hello and from <laughs> every time and i'm drinking at work and that's fun <laughs> right now you see why we like it so much <laughs> We're going to do a little pew, pew, pew. pew, 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 pew I believe you are familiar. Pew, pew, pew. Question number one. <laughs> what is your favorite dog breed? Oh, my God. This you guys complica- didn't even see Eleanor's face light up just <laughs> Eleanor now. Eleanor loves dogs. I would have saw Eleanor almost cry because there was a cute dog in her phone. Not even in real life. It was just in the phone. <laughs> To properly illustrate my love for dogs, mm-hmm. I feel like I should also say that my Twitter avatar is my favorite dog photo of all time, which is a stock photo of a dog making shifty eyes with a donut on its head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a totally, I actually found it on BuzzFeed.com, the website. Naturally. And it made me laugh for a week. Oh my God, it's so cute. So what, I, was the <laughs> caption, what was the caption for the stock photo? It was part of one of those post that was like 60 completely unusable stock photos <laughs> but you know what it is usable because <laughs> i am that dog exactly did you play any sports in high school i am not what you would call an athletic person Same. Um, but in high school i had to do a sport because high school made us uh, join a sport no. mm, i know Mm-mm. i have the same reaction <laughs> and I decided to join the crew team. Okay, so where did you grow up? I grew up in Chicago. Where are you doing crew in Chicago? <laughs> in the Chicago River, which is the most disgusting body of water oh, you've no. ever been in in your entire oh. life. Condoms would just float no, by no. as we were <laughs> rowing. Uh, little teenagers, no. like, no, doing no. sports practice. Did you go to a predominantly white school? Uh, no, I went to a super diverse school. It was like 45% black, 45% white. So were there non-white people on crew? Yes. What? Really? There were. But a week into the school year, I broke my wrist. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> so instead of a rower. It's like the primary thing for <laughs> rowing. <laughs> so I became a coxswain, which is. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> what? Professionally? Did this professional? <laughs> Guys, I have a past I need to tell you about. You don't know what I've been up to. What Same is a, space. What is a coxswain? It's the person who sits in front of the boat and yells at oh. the rowers oh, and also cool. steers the boat. What are the skills necessary to be like a good coxswain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, girl. Shut up, <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, You got to do lots of squats. (laughs) Stop. Seriously. (laughs) Stop talking. (laughs) All right. I only want to hear from Eleanor. All right. Fine. Fine. 
being authoritative, honestly, mm. like ha- taking I control can see of the, the situation line in your work, <laughs> <laughs> ordering people around. I wound up You're being so the good coxswain. at it. Well, thank you. I wound up being the coxswain for the varsity guys team Ooh. as a high school freshman. What? So here I am, fourteen year old shy ass Eleanor, what? and I'm oh with God. all these seventeen year. 17 and 18 year old oh my boys God. who were all very cute mm. and I just sat in the front of the boat and told them what to do. <laughs> and that's what led you to your career as a dominatrix. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It makes so Yo, much sense. This it is was incredible. A, clear, a clear path. <laughs> what is a way you've surprised yourself this last year? Ooh. I think I don't give myself enough credit for knowing what I'm doing. Yes. Hard agree. Oh my Hard god. Agree. Yes. Hard agree. Please say more. I think that it's really easy to take a job and to feel like you're going to fail at it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I took this job, it's a little bit of the imposter syndrome. It's also just like fear and anxiety mm. of trying to do something that you've never done before and Also, like, forging a path is really scary because, like, no one has been down there before. So all of the decisions are ones that you are making and Mm. you have to kind of trust your own instincts. So I think, like, the main thing that I've been trying to learn is to trust my own opinion. Word. And learn that my opinion, like, or my gut and my intuition is something that I should follow. It's hard to do. It is. It's really, really Mm -hmm. hard to do. I trust your instincts for the record. You Absolutely. Those places. <laughs> I would legitimately follow you like through like yeah. a forest fire. I'm what? gonna cry, but I would never lead you into a forest <laughs> yeah, fire. What? I was what gonna follow that up with, please never lead me through a forest <laughs> no, fire. I would never do that. Thank you, I but know that I would away follow from one. <laughs> Preferably. Yeah, that's like the better. <laughs> um, would you rather? <laughs> I'm so nervous. Dun, dun, dun. Slash excited. I love your would you rather. Would you rather have sex with a goat, but no one knew it, or oh my god, <laughs> not have sex with a goat? But everyone thought you did. Oh my god! <laughs> There's Eleanor, the goat fucker. <laughs> so actually, this question touches on a lot of things that oh, I feel like. Oh my god! Oh my god! I thought a lot about not goats. Uh, no, it, it touches on like the idea that like, of like trying not to, but deeply caring what other people think of yeah. you. Yeah. And then like. I don't believe anyone who's who says like I legitimately don't care what other people think of me. Right. I right. mean, if there are people that really feel that way, then I respect you and I wish I could be like you. Mm-hmm. Re- I truly do. So the idea that there would be a rumor about me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I will say that like in my in my personal growth, I have been trying to ask myself more what I think about myself mm. rather than what other people think about me. Word. So you know what? Let them think I fucked a goat. (laughs) (laughs) I will know in my heart the truth. Wow. (laughs) Yes. What do you think is underappreciated about your job? Oh, my gosh. Important question. Literally all the things. But, like, what are, how would you describe it? it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How much time? No, I'm kidding. Um, I think people don't quite understand how much work it takes to make a podcast. Definitely. But that's from all of us. That's from Mm -hmm. you guys as hosts. That's from us as producers. Right, right. And... In a way, I'm okay with that because I want people to listen to the show and think that they are just hanging out with their two best friends mm. and think that you walked into the studio and sat down and 
everything that they're hearing is exactly what happened. Mm. And in, in many ways, that is what happens. And so I'm kind of okay with a lot of my work being invisible. You know, it's nice to be credited at the end of the episode. It's nice that you guys are bringing me here to talk into a microphone. Um, I'm like deeply, deeply touched and appreciative (laughs) of that. I'm also thankful that what we can put out into the world is magical and it touches people's lives. And maybe that's all they need to know. Eleanor Kagan, we love you. We're glad that you exist. Eleanor, where can people find you and your work? People can find my work at buzzfeed.com slash another round. Mm-hmm. Although you won't hear my voice except for today. Um, <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Eleanor Kagan. Follow um, the hottest dog vines. Not to be confused with Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan. Mm. Thank you guys for having me on. We love Aww. you so much. Hey y'all, this is Gene Demby. Ever since another round premiered a year ago, my life has changed and it's changed so much for the better. Because you guys tell everybody, call your mom. My relationship with my mother has improved. My skin is cleared up. Uh, I have a full head of hair again. I can speak Portuguese. I have a full octave singing range. Nah, but in all seriousness, all the mushy stuff goes here. Um, I appreciate what you guys do. Um, It is smart and necessary and hilarious. And um, I love y'all. This is Kaya Thomas. Being on Another Round was incredible for me because I had looked up to Heaven and Tracy before they started Another Round and to be on their show and be celebrated by them was an incredible honor for me. After being on the show, other black women reached out to me and expressed their interest in coding and learning how to code. And that really inspired me that through Another Round, I was able to reach more black women and show them that they can be coders too. Hey, it's Janelle James, the comedian. No other podcast has made me feel more welcome or more uh, famous in such a small amount of time. I've gotten the nicest, sweetest notes from your fans that have straight up had me damn near in tears. And I've met so many wonderful uh, women since doing the show. And I just wanted to say that I appreciate it. And happy anniversary to you guys. Keep killing it. Congratulations. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, and I just have to give my testimony about how being on Another Round changed my life. And how it changed my life was, I was forced to drink bourbon, and that bourbon caused me to tell things about my personal life that I normally wouldn't say. And now I live in perpetual fear of exactly who is going to listen to my episode before I meet them, and what they are now going to know when they look at me with that knowing smile. What are you doing? I'm uh, holding a 20-pound baby in my arms. Okay, so the reason that I am calling you, Mother Dear, is because this is our one-year anniversary of the podcast. Oh, congratulations. Happy anniversary. Thank you. So we're in the studio right now recording our anniversary episode. We wanted you to be our special surprise interview guest. Yay! Hi, Tracy's mom. This is Heaven. You get to meet Heaven. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. You've been begging and bugging to meet Heaven, and here she is. Well, I can't meet her. This is kind of a meeting. Just lower your expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jaden, I'm talking to Aunt Tracy. Aw, hi, Jaden. 
He don't care. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so we just, I just wanted to ask you some questions about uh, your thoughts on your baby girl's podcast. So to clarify. Oh, well. Wait, me... wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you've been listening to the podcast since the very first episode. Yes, ma'am, I have. How did you even find it? Well, you told me. No. You did. Too. I would not have told you about this podcast. Well, you know what? I'm not stupid. I'm not saying you're stupid. Well, I, I just can, I can use the internet. I Google. Yeah, I know you Google. I know. I'm just saying. I uh, I don't. My George doesn't know about the podcast. My dad doesn't. Well, know. your dad and I are cut from entirely different cloth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Oh my God, you the are. shading entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, what did you figure I would have been doing by 30 or 33? I would have thought you would have been an accomplished author. Mm-hmm. You are already you were always kind of gifted. Kind of, a Re- little bit. Remember those letters you used to write me when you got mad oh at me? Oh, my God. I'm you listening. Were- <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Tell me more about baby Tracy. Anytime I made her angry or we had a disagreement... She would write me a letter that made me feel like I was 100% wrong. Oh, my God, Tracy. I was like seven, first of all. So you're at seven, like, can I speak to your manager? (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell a quick story? Because this is honestly the only, I only remember writing two letters, and this is one that I remember. There was a time we were at the store, we were at Family Dollar. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were at Family Dollar just walking around shopping. I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. And I run <laughs> smack in the middle of one of those big, like, c- cement columns and, like, oh smack the heck out of my head. Guess what my mama did? <laughs> Would you like to tell them what you did, mama dears? I have never been able to recall that. <laughs> okay. It's fine. I don't recall. <laughs> I remember she laughed for the rest of the day. She, We got home. She was laughing. I started feeling bad. Oh, my so God. So I wrote a letter explaining how I felt, and I drew a picture of me running into the, <laughs> into the thing, and my mom in the background just laughing. It was so many ha-has in the air. So I only did it in extreme situations like that. Okay. So you've been sending sternly worded letters since, since I was seven. seven. <laughs> do she you has, s- Evan. She has. So what do you think about the podcast? Do you listen I to every episode? I think it is uh, very amusing sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of the potty mouth. Mm, guess, neither, neither is my mom. <laughs> guess what? Well, guess you, where two, I learned you it. two might want to consider toning it down a little bit. But guess where I learned it, though? <laughs> oh, don't you dare. It's true. <laughs> don't you dare. And the funny thing is, I listen to you let off some of the nastiest words, but let me say one, and you're, you're asking me for $5 fine. Here's the thing. Ooh, Tracy. Wait a second. Hold what on. What do you have to say for yourself? Hold on. You're making, you're not, okay, you're making it sound bad. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't say potty words in your presence, right? Because a kid is not supposed to cuss at a mother. Nor well, is a mother supposed to cut at her until kid. I get angry. I just don't let them that's roll not, out of my ass. That life. is not entirely true. That's, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's not. I don't like it. I don't like hearing you say those words. Well, I don't like hearing you saying your words. I'm not even saying if, them to even you. Even though you're saying them on a podcast, I don't like it. And well, neither does your 
Aunt Cousin Earlene and your Aunt Cousin Arthur. <laughs> That I think is very important that I don't say those words in your presence. I can't because you made me eat soap when I was little and I still remember the way that it tastes. <laughs> so I physically cannot say potty words in front of you. You know, that's why I was very surprised to hear you say those words. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that soap incident, wow, you didn't even want people around you saying bad words. No. Say, it was uncomfortable. Don't say that that bad word. Did <laughs> 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 she say Never get you. <laughs> oh my God! It's true. It's true. Well, besides besides baby Tracy, we want to know a little bit more about you. Ooh, we we hear enough from Tracy. She be talking. I do, and I talk about you a lot. Do you? I do. You're a big inspiration to me in my life. Well, I am a 61 year old retired black female. <laughs> I had to retire on disability because I have a an eye disease that kept me from being able to work. I did a lot of uh, computer work and paperwork, and I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm. Uh, I uh, took care of my mother for some years until I couldn't do that by myself anymore, so I had to make the uh, very difficult decision to place her in a nursing facility. But I had the advice of my children, Tracy and Travis. They're a big influence on me. I listened to them. Really? Tracy's making a face. Heaven, why you do that? (laughs) Tracy, you're making a face? I just want to corroborate what's being said. (laughs) You you listen to me sometimes. I I do when when it matters. I told you three years ago, get a new phone. And look at you over Dorothy's house. Okay, know. okay. Let's 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 okay. let's break it up, ladies. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think Tracy has learned from you, and what do you think you've learned from Tracy? Honey, I've always tried to instill in both my kids that they can't count on people doing things for them. They have to learn how to do them themselves. Uh, not to take any shit off anybody. I think it was my mama. Used to tell me if you let people shit on you, you shouldn't go around complaining about the smell. Mm. <laughs> so I don't take too much from anybody. You don't take anything from right. anybody. And I was very fortunate that my children are quite intelligent. I'm the smartest one, though. Oh, no. You're the most accomplished. One. What you mean? Oh, no. Who's the smartest? Ooh, the distinction's being made right now. <laughs> I think your brother might have you. You are kidding me. You are kidding me. Are you serious you, right now? I said you were the most accomplished one. <sighs> all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Right. He's um, all right. He's okay. You know I love you, don't I you? I know. I sure do. Although you don't call me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> Not in front of my friends, Mom. <laughs> You're right. Heaven has another question. <laughs> just, oh, let, me, let me expand on this thing here. Uh-oh, you got a coffin? Jaden does not want this part of the conversation to happen. <laughs> Tracy is one of the strongest feminists I know. Do you really? do you identify as a feminist? Where did she 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 says she learned it all from you. I've well, said that in many interviews. I don't know if I could say that I'm a feminist per se. I am a a no take bullshitter off of nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Men, women, our children. I just don't do it. <laughs> but I think, yes, I can think. I can say that I am a bit of a feminist. Yes, ma'am. I think you're much a bit of a feminist. <laughs> just watching you do normal stuff every day in a, mm-hmm. in a white person's world 
made me know that it was possible to do the same thing. Do you well, remember that Christmas when Tiara, my niece, was an itty, 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 bitty girl? What was she, like three? And you bought her this Fisher-Price dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and we got all the way home. We opened the box, and there was only a white family in there. Yeah. And we got, we got right back in the car, <laughs> drove all the way back out to Dixie Highway. I scoured the city trying to find black Scoured <laughs> the city, made phone calls, and we found a black family. That left such a huge impression on me, and I didn't even realize it at the mm. time. But seeing you do that, number one, like as a woman demanding something from a huge corporation that was probably run by a man, probably still is. And number two, to do it in the name of your granddaughter having images and toys that look like her that's kind of like the reason that i do the stuff that i do just seeing that happen that was only one thing out of like millions of things small tiny stands and revolutions that you took and made that i saw Mm. that's like black feminism in action yeah it is i think capital f feminism like people sitting around and thinking about being a feminist and waxing poetic (laughs) on what it means i really think that's something that's reserved largely for higher class quote-unquote women and white women Mm. because they've got the time to do it yeah for black women like us it's just living and doing what you got to do to take care of your kids and your grandkids you Mm. know so i think Uh, you are a huge feminist i thought that was important for her to to get something that looked like her just like i always felt it very important that you read a lot of black literature when you were coming up Mm mm-hmm you got me reading all the Harlem Renaissance writers when I was, like, in middle school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also Shakespeare and Edgar Allan Poe. That's right. I'm very diverse. <laughs> <laughs> you are very, hey, very diverse. do you diverse. know what Jaden's favorite song is? Itsy Bitsy Spider. No, we've changed. What? <laughs> he stopped loving her today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this woman and her sad country music. We have wars every Christmas because she loves Christmas Shoes, which is the saddest song ever written. Don't do that to him. Don't do that. He loves that song. <laughs> he doesn't know what he likes. He, he does, too. <laughs> he will get the biggest grin on his face. He'll stop crying. Oh, he loves And I sing every verse. Oh, gosh. He I don't doesn't know the complain. Chorus. That's the beauty of having a five-month-old thing. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you should sing a little bit for him now. Oh, do you want me to? Yeah. Hey, Jaden. Hey, dude. Look at Velva. You ready? He said, I love you till I die. She said that you'd forget in time. But as the years went passing by, she still prayed upon his mind. He loves it. <laughs> Don't mind me just weeping over here. You may have him cry. <laughs> Hey, can I sing the last part? Can I sing the chorus yeah, to him? Go ahead. Okay, put it up to his ear. You ready? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. He stopped loving her today. <laughs> she put a wreath upon his door. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> I feel like you're reaching an octave dogs from here. <laughs> did he like it? Did he smile? Yes, he did. Ah! <laughs> oh my God, this is so precious. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting us interview you. I was not going to... Oh, shoot. I forgot. What? Don't play that. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. We already got your consent. It was beautiful. 
Lord. It was really, really, really good. Okay. Mommy, I want to say something really quickly. I would not be here in this seat where I am talking to you in the manner that I am today if you had not been strong enough to let me go when uh-huh. I moved to Philly and when I moved to New York. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for me either. And I, I know if you I had said day. no, you would not have done either. So. I wouldn't have. I would have stayed right by my mama's side. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You're right. But thank you so much. I do everything that I do with you in my heart. I'm going to cry a little bit. Oh I just, wanna, I just love you so much. I love, I love you so you much. Too, In heaven, I love you oh, all. I love you too. <laughs> Velva Clayton, ladies and gentlemen. My mommy pants. Bye, honey. Love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He stopped loving her today. It placed her Stop loving her today. This is Tatiana Faslali Sade. I still feel super honored to have been a guest on this podcast, especially considering the huge names that have appeared. Moses Perry, Hillary Clinton, Tanahasi Coates, and me, when I'm just over here trying to get people to stop telling women to smile. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Y'all are amazing. Keep doing it. It's Rachel Kadziganza, and it's evident that you two have kept that altar updated which is what Erica Badu would want you to do you all have done fabulously well for yourselves and I'm just very grateful to have been a guest on another round keep up the good work bye bye this is Van Newkirk and thanks to another round with Heaven and Tracy I've been given endorsement deals by Jane Carter, Shea Moisture Durag Manufacturers, Bonnet Manufacturers, African Hair Care Bandolier guys who walk on the bus with the oils. I'm going to be on the next can of Murray's. That's where my face is going to be. So, thank you another round. And congratulations on your first year. Oh my god. <laughs> the can of Murray's though. The come up is too real. All right, Tracy, it's time to buy some rounds. Yeah, I'm so excited for my round. Ooh, who are you buying a round for? So I've already bought a round for the entirety of the pod squad. Mm-hmm. But this round is specifically for the original member, the founder, if you will. I will. Julia Farland. Bow, bow, bow. Hey. Pod squad. Get the air horns coming up. It's coming, coming up, up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> if you know Julia, then you know that she deserves all of the love and the gifts in the world because she herself is so full of all of the love and gifts in the world. She's bright and she's sunny and she's energetic and she's the most encouraging person. And one of my favorite things is when I like move something on my messy ass desk and there's like this little bitty note from Julie that says, you're perfect and I love you. Because I always find them exactly when I need them. Mm. (laughs) I think, but my desk is such a mess. I think she put one on my desk once. It took me a week to find it. <laughs> <laughs> but I found it. It's the important thing. Like, as soon as she walks into a room, like, even if you can't see her, you can, like, feel her because it just, like, gets warmer and brighter and sunnier. Mm. And she's great. And I love her. So my round is for Julia. Oh, we love you, Julia. We love you, Jujube. Who's yours for? I would like to buy a round for one of my favorite vines of all time. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. What is it? What is it? This is the Y vine. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, 
Why? 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 Let me explain Why? what this vine is. Of course. Why? It's just Why? a compilation of this Why? one Why? pastor dude. Why? I don't know. Why? Said yeah. Yes, why? white man. Why? Just saying why and more and more escalated why? forms. Why? <laughs> but why? the key is how why? he says it. <laughs> why? Why? You don't need to see it. Why? You just got to hear it. Although why? his expressions why? are exquisite. Why? They are. Why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> that last one. Why? He needed an answer. Yes, he felt it in his spirit. <laughs> I feel like... This truly captures my essence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is why I'd be bad at improv, because it's like yes and, and I'm like, why? <laughs> why are we but doing why? this? <laughs> why? why? I like that vibe because that's how my grandmother says why. Mm. Why? Like but, that H. The yes, pronunciation the H of the is H. <laughs> why? You know, the escalation, mm-hmm. it gets to different levels. For example, you have your why, like, why do we live in a universe where Oprah has her own channel, mm-hmm. but I cannot watch the Oprah Winfrey show anywhere? Why? 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 <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why? Um, Oprah, I know you have enough money. I feel like this is a licensing thing. <laughs> Come on. Or like when you get to the subway and you're like two seconds mm-hmm. away and you miss it. Mm-hmm. And then you start thinking about all those two seconds in the past. <laughs> what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> why? Anyways, if you are ever wondering what's heaven thinking, it's why. <laughs> Me and Tracy do this all the time in the office now, and people are like, what are you what saying? Are you, why are you making those noises? Um, but shout out to this pastor, dude. Another Rounds changed my life in a lot of ways, but I think that um, it was important for me, Lena Dunham, to have an opportunity to talk about how shitty white girls are, and I was very, very grateful for that and pretty turned on. Happy anniversary, Another Round. Thanks so much for making a show that I can't listen to on the subway unless I'm comfortable with other people wondering why is that person over there laughing hysterically? Thanks for representing voices that are interesting and wonderful and hilarious and aren't just the same white dudes talking. You know what I mean? Love you and happy anniversary. Thanks to the Another Round podcast, I've become embroiled in a bitter lawsuit with the Habiki Japanese Whiskey Company. Apparently they don't like the idea of me as their unofficial spokesperson. But if you ladies can keep doing a podcast after one year, then I can find the strength to keep going on, shilling for a company in the hopes that one day they will give me free stuff. Congratulations, ladies. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god why we're gonna get you some habiki somehow thank you for shilling for us yes. too. <laughs> <laughs> why it's the neck everyone hey we did it oh my god we are a year old our baby swan we're we're building muscle mass now okay okay we're walking ish ish yeah we're we're learning to form words <laughs> we are we're trying real hard <laughs> we've probably learned how to say no and we say it to everyone. no day. is important baby no, learn that first no is a complete sentence as oprah had said um we have so many people to thank i know for I this know. year for this episode for our life thank you to all of the amazing wonderful people who left us testimonials took time out of your busy job having lives to say nice words about us. I know. Including Dr. Adrian Keene. Aparna Nantrilla. First Lady of New York City, Sherlane McRae. Jean Demby. Janelle James. Jasmine Hughes. Kaya Thomas. 
Lena Dunham, Margaret Cho, Nicole Hannah Jones, Rachel Kaziganza, Stacy Marie Ishmael, Marita oh my God. Tatiana Faz Lalizade, Van Newkirk, Wyatt Zanek, and Yasser Lester. And a special thank you to my mommy pants, Miss Velva Clayton. Thank you, mommy. She was tolerable. She did good. Oh my God, Tracy, she was great. She was all right. She okay. was good. Calm she down. Calm down. <laughs> This episode was produced by Eleanor Kagan with editorial oversight from our pod mom, Jenna Weiss-Berman, with production help from Julia Ferlin and Meg Kramer. Thanks to Paul Ruest at Argo Studios. Paul bought us beautiful, beautiful birthday presents. No. Mine was a squirrel pamphlet, but you know what? (laughs) I love Paul so much that I was happy to get it. So thank you to Paul for a year of help and guidance in getting our microphones right. Thank you to our multi-talented in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy. And Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan. You can follow him at D-O-N-W-I-L-L. Thank you to Optimus Prime. Oh, Tracy. This has been such a journey. And I just what? Nobody can hear us anymore. Anybody else? Our crying voices aren't great. As you can tell. This has been a joy, and what I had just said is that I cannot imagine hosting the show with anybody else. Oh, Tracy, I feel the exact same way. I feel like we've grown so much together. I know. I remember when you was knee-high to a June Okay, bug. all right. All right. <laughs> I'm five now, okay? <laughs> Let me live. If you have not subscribed to our newsletter yet, listen, I'm not here to judge your choices, but what are you doing? Subscribe. It's great. You get fun gifs. You get gifs, not gifs. You get get great things to read and great things to follow. You just sign up. Go to BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. And every Friday you get more another round goodness in your inbox, in your face, for free. Bam. Do it. Also check out our other BuzzFeed podcasts like The Tell Show and Internet Explorer. And as always, hit us on the buzz at Twitter, Facebook at Another Round, email another round at BuzzFeed.com, rate us on iTunes. I also learned that anyone can be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Which is the craziest thing I've ever heard Just in my life. Just a letter. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I'm not saying you have to do that or like, you know, whatever. It would be a nice birthday be present nice. if be somebody nice. was I'm nominated. If you, you know. Because then we could always announce ourselves as the Nobel Peace Prize nominated Another round podcast. Have we not brought peace to the world? Have, have we, we not? not? I believe we have. I have heard zero lies. I've become much more peaceful since this podcast was created. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for growing with us and and learning and crying. And right. And being patient laughing. with us as we learn because listen. I don't know. I still know what I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> and we really want to thank every single guest who's come through the studio and shared their time with us mm-hmm. and their energy and their stories. Everybody who's sent us an email, we get tons and they're all so, so beautiful. And it's we it's impossible for us to respond to all of them, but we read all of them and we'd be like, oh, y'all look at this. So thank so, you. Yeah, thank you. Um, here's to year two. We love you all. Mm-hmm. Drink some water. Yes. Call your meds. Yes. Drink some water. Call your meds. <laughs> Take your mom. <laughs> Take your oh. mom. Hey, I was thinking like okay. to the store. Take your mom to the store. Well, without the end of the sentence. Yeah. Drink some water. Take your meds. Call your mom. Sing a song. Oh my God, people should sing more. Okay, Tracy, we gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs>
That's so much more good advice. Did you? Yes. Detangle your hair. Decondition. That's important. Trim your ends. Ugh, it's so important. Oh my gosh. My hair's looking a mess because I didn't trim it. I think your hair looks great. Or like when when burgers don't uh, serve fries. When burgers don't serve fries. When restaurants don't serve fries (laughs) with the burger. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say. I do. I do it. I do it. You right, you right. Mine goes dun 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 nigga dun dun. His was dun 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 nigga dun 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 nigga dun. I don't want to be vanilla ice in this situation. You know what? <laughs> I respect that. White, white people. White. <laughs> Anyways, no, Cleveland be like, what the hell? That was actually not bad. You're mean when you do that. <laughs> thank you it was the first time i've ever done it oh my god (laughs) we're (laughs) finding nemo's deep i'm not what am i what man what am i god who am i jesus okay no chill chill (laughs) i can't wait to blackmail you with this Okay, so you're telling me you have the dialogue of Austin Powers the second. I have memorized the entire Entirely movie. Entirely memorized. I, will, I have memorized the entire movie. To be precise, it was called Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, I believe. True. She right. Which one's the she one with right. Beyonce in it? That was Goldmember. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a kid who's far. Each day I grow some more. I like exploring. I'm heaven. <laughs> Anyways. I like the idea of Caillou as a drunk baby, though. A drunk baby named Heaven. Oh, mommy pants. Mommy pants. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> we ready? 